Hello friends, I'm Colleen Orcanian, and you're listening to Food for Thought, Spiritually Speaking, where we explore ways to have a more profound encounter with God. If you like what you hear in this podcast, please share it with others, or send me a message on my website at ColleenOrcanian.com. That would be great. Now for today's episode called Solidarity. Some of you are old enough to remember Lech Walesa, the man who became the leader of Solidarity in Poland and led a successful pro-democratic effort which ended communist rule in that country in 1989. This man was a shipyard electrician, not a politician or a powerful man. But he showed the power of Solidarity, coming together as a group. That group freed a nation. Solidarity works in our faith life as well. We have strength in numbers. Matthew 18.20 says, Where two or three are gathered, there am I. Ecclesiastes 4.12 tells us that a threefold cord is not quickly broken. I was listening to a podcast called The Exorcist Files, and the host, Brian Bethay, shared a quote from a convert who had been a high-level Satanist. He said that 10,000 demons had no power over 10 people in a covenant prayer group. So we have strength when we are joined with other believers. We're not called to go it alone. On the night of the Last Supper, Jesus prayed that we might all be one. And so every relationship has the potential for solidarity. Our marriage, family, parish, community, denomination, even our nation. At the same time, the enemy is always trying to divide, to break up marriages, to cause division in families and parishes, to build conflict in communities and nations and between nations. We as Christians need to fight together in solidarity. So what are the prerequisites for solidarity? First, a common belief or goal. Our common goal in marriage is that we fulfill our vows, sickness and health, good times and bad, etc. Our common goal as a nation, I hope, is to have a positive influence in the world. Our common goal as Christians is that all might be saved. A second prerequisite is humility. This is a great challenge for us because pride is the root of all our sins. Many church conflicts originate in human pride, where one person wants their own way. They dig in their heels, and they're not willing to listen to another point of view. We see that in marriages as well. When my husband and I first married, we had a battle of wills. Who would be in charge? Who got to decide things? I wasn't going to let a man tell me what to do, and he wasn't going to let a woman boss him around. We both had to grow in humility so that we could work together in our marriage. And we did. This year, we will have been married for 44 years. You can't have solidarity without humility. And the third prerequisite is authenticity. This is about being who we say we are, not trying to be someone else so people will accept us. In Scripture, the Apostle Paul calls out Peter for being one way with the Jews and another with the Gentiles. Peter was not being authentic. He needed correction. If we're to have solidarity, we have to trust the others. If they are not who they appear to be, 
trust is lost. Authenticity also involves vulnerability, revealing our true self, knowing there is a risk of rejection. In strong marriages, the couples are vulnerable with each other. They're able to admit when they're wrong. They share their hearts. In effective Christian groups, people are vulnerable, sharing their pain and lifting each other up. You might think these prerequisites can't exist in Christian groups, or maybe it's not been your experience. I want to give you hope that it is possible, because I've seen it happen in a group I lead called Sisters in Faith. Over 10 years ago, I invited a bunch of women from different churches to my house for a morning of conversation and prayer. These were all people I knew and loved, and I thought they would love each other too, so I brought them all together. There were 24 people who came to that first meeting, and we talked about our spiritual journeys, how God had touched our lives. It was such a beautiful experience, and many wanted to do it again. All these years later, we meet once a month to learn and grow and share and encourage each other. There are new people each month, and some who don't make it, but those who do, even if it's their first time, feel a sense of community, of solidarity with these lovely women. The group bears fruit because the women have a common belief. They know Jesus as Lord and Savior. They come with humble hearts, wanting to learn and wanting to serve others by listening and praying with them. They are authentic, sharing their own hurts and crosses, and there is so much more. <coughs> When we live in solidarity with others, our actions reflect that solidarity. Here's how that works. First, we fight the spiritual battle together. That means we pray with each other and for each other. We help each other recognize when the enemy is attacking, and we help them resist. And we help each other see the movements of God in our life. And that gives us hope and confidence. It also works this way. We encourage one another. When we get together as sisters in faith, sometimes people come in feeling discouraged, but they never leave that way. We lift each other up in whatever struggles are happening. We don't fix any problems. We simply encourage them to persevere. We also suffer together. If one member suffers, all suffer together. I remember one time a woman came and said she couldn't stay for the whole meeting, but she just needed to be with us because she was really hurting. We are their Simon of Cyrene, helping them carry their cross. They know someone cares about their pain, even though they can't remove it. We also rejoice together. We share our good news. Sometimes it's a loved one who repents, and this group celebrates. We celebrate how God is working in our lives, and the lives of those we love. Sometimes we correct each other. If someone has a mistaken understanding of God, seeing him as a distant, punishing God, we correct it. If someone isn't living the Christian life as they should, sometimes we call them on it, even if we don't realize that's what we're doing. I once had someone tell me they were convicted to change a personal habit because of something I said. I had not intended that message for them. I didn't even know their situation, but God did, and this person was docile enough to hear God's voice. We assist each other. Jesus spoke about when he was hungry and thirsty and homeless and in prison. As Christians, 
We are to see others as another Christ, someone we can serve as willingly as if it were Jesus himself. When we're in solidarity, we become the hands and feet of Jesus. Above all, we love each other. Jesus said in John 13, 35, By this, all people will know you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. If my actions are not loving, I'm not in solidarity. Our Sisters in Faith gatherings are filled with love, and that is always my prayer, that people feel God's love through the women at the meeting. I've shared about solidarity in a women's group, but there are men's group that have the same thing. Our parish has a group called That Man Is You. There's another group of men who meet for breakfast each week. Whatever the group, we come together as one to strengthen each other, to support each other, to love each other. There are probably groups like that in your church. Don't be afraid to try it out. God wants to love you through other people, but you have to get out there to make it happen. If you cannot find a group like this, one that lives solidarity, start one. Find people who love the Lord and invite them to share a meal. See where God leads you. Lech Walesa led solidarity and changed Poland. We can live in solidarity with other believers and change the world. Work to build solidarity in your marriage, in your church, in your community, wherever you have the opportunity. Grow in virtue especially the virtue of humility. Be authentic in your relationships. You will have greater solidarity, and God will do great things with you and through you. And now, some questions for prayer. Question 1. Where have you experienced solidarity in your life? What is it about that group or relationship that gave you a sense of solidarity? And question 2. In what relationship would you like more solidarity? How might you make that happen? That's all our food for today. Thank you for listening. If you found it helpful, please share this podcast with a friend. And may God bless you in just the way you need today.